I'm disappointed in you, Jason. You disobeyed me. You were supposed to come back home and just kill a few of them. But I blame myself. I should have known you wouldn't be able to stop killing. You are like a big super dog who can't stop eating. Even though your master said you had enough. I had to search the bowels of hell, but I found one of them now. Yeah, this fucking guy. Stop it! This is a rave, not a Halloween party! Why don't you go find yourself a pig to fuck? I'll have to pass that magic myself, won't I? Okay, we're seriously running that track here, guys. Okay, I got maybe one dose. Plus enough to worry. Time to put this bad dog to sleep. For good! Welcome to 100 Lunatics, the podcast where we examine horror's legendary icons from birth to death to inevitable remake. I'm your horror-loving host, Daniel, acting as Dream Master and Camp Counselor for the last time for a long time. Tonight, we pit our co-hosts against each other in a podcast battle royale. From the Great White North, our own crazy Canuck and recent born-again Jason fan, Nathan. Howdy, eh? From the bowels of the black market of Austin's Wall Street, miser and evil financier, Jonathan. Wow, that was a bit harsh, wasn't it? <laughs> and battling everyone with her lighthearted charm and lackadaisical movie-watching ego back after months of intense Freddy Krueger research, Jasmine. Hi. Welcome back. Finally, our sagas have culminated and combined, crossed over, if you will, with 2003's Freddy vs. Jason, a fan-demanded masterpiece almost 20 years in the making. Is this one okay to go out on, gentlemen, lady? I was hoping we would see Ash, since we already had the Necronomicon. Already planned it. Maybe at least a wink. Right? Where I think it's good I like it. um, to go out on a high note in terms of the um, guy playing Jason. I thought that uh, Ken Kersinger was a far superior Jason to... Uh, those that have come before him, especially Kane Hodder. Mm-hmm. Part of oh. me thinks that you're just saying that to be hurtful. I also wholeheartedly uh, disagree. Yeah. Okay. I did read that it has a lot to do with his size that he was chosen because he wanted it, they wanted it to be a David and Goliath type comparison between Jason and Freddy, and Kane just simply wasn't large enough. Right. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, let's let's be honest. There's only three inches that they're adding there, so I think it had a little bit more to do with Ken Gersinger's overall package, his overall talents. I was gonna say and, that's um, what she said. All of that. <laughs> nope. There's actually a pretty interesting backstory here. I'll shorten it down for Nathan's sake. Um, at first, Ronnie Yu, the director, claimed that New Line was demanding a new Jason, so he started looking for a new Jason. Then later on, uh, New Line said that it was Ronnie Yu that wanted new Jason. And they blamed each other back and forth, back and forth after the movie had come out because all the things that they hired Ken Kersinger for to be much bigger and brutal, none of that really came through in the movie. And there was nothing really in the movie that Kane Hodder couldn't have done that Ken Kersinger did do. 
So they realized that after the fact, tried to blame each other back and forth, and then just dropped the whole issue and went and apologized to Kane Hodder. Yeah, it seemed uh, like the only time that Jason's height mattered was on the dock at the end, like the big fight scene at the end. That right. was the only thing where the only time where it mattered. Also, at the party scene when he comes out, I thought it was really dumb for those kids to taunt him. Like that dude is huge. He looks huge. He's like as tall as all the corn stalks. He's huge. Mm-hmm. And they look very small. <laughs> so what is up with this hatred for Ken Kersinger? Do you have something against Canadians? <laughs> no, I don't have any hatred for him at all. He's fine. Uh, I even think that he felt bad about the whole ordeal and that him and Kane Hodder are actually pretty good friends. Like, I have nothing against him. He does a pretty good job. He's not. He doesn't do a bad job. I don't like the makeup they do on him. But yeah, he's... Especially, especially for someone who, who reigns from Saskatchewan, Canada. I think it's important to note that he is my brethren. Is he Saskatchewan's only famous person? <laughs> and his, well, no, his brother, uh, Dave Kersinger, played for the Calgary Stampeders in the Canadian Football League. Exactly. So, I yes, brought that up five episodes ago, and you told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> well, it didn't matter to me then. It matters to me now. <laughs> I now have a connection to Ken. I now have a connection to the Kersingers in general. Right, so he's excellent work, Ken. Ken, shout out, shout out to Ken. Did a great job. You know, eventually you have to move on from from people. Okay, sometimes it's because they start to touch little children, and sometimes it's just because they've, uh, you know, they've they've outlasted their welcome. And in this case, Kane Hodder, you know, he maybe he got a little too lippy with the directors and the producers and telling people what Jason should and shouldn't do, and maybe that's where he went wrong. You know, something I noticed with this Jason that was not as good as previous Jasons was there's no flinging bodies to the floor. I know, right? Yeah. I totally disagree. I missed that. I totally disagree. I think this Jason was uh, far superior. Mm. I He does a good job. He's got his own little signature of brutality, which they do a, a good job with. There's a lot of scenes that I'll point out along the way, but... Yeah, if you're just, comp- I don't know, I, I don't see why they couldn't have just let Kane Hodder do this one and then give Ken Kersinger the reboot. Right. But instead they made him sort of an in-between, so he kind of screwed over a good friend of his in the stuntman business and then only got one movie out of the deal because they went with somebody else for the remake. And now he's kind of just the one from Freddy versus Jason. But... Uh, if if by the one from Freddy versus Jason you mean the most largest box office from any Freddy or Jason movie, then yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's that's the one. That's the one with him in it. That is correct. This movie, way more expensive to make than the other ones. $30 million they dropped on this one, which really even... It's a lot for a slasher movie. Exactly. But it brought in $114 million. Mm-hmm. Still not the huge... Uh, huge profit that the other ones had made though i mean the other ones were made for 50 cents and made 10 million dollars right right if we're looking at percentages there's probably this one probably relates a little bit closer to the other ones but those are big numbers people did come out to see this they did want this they had remembered it all the worry that sean cunningham and other producers had about this about these two characters leaving the public's eye not an issue maybe jason x helped with that because it was so a couple years before but i don't know People were excited to have Freddie back. I know Jasmine was excited to have Freddie back. Yeah. She's been waiting a long time, putting up with Jason. <laughs> um, but overall, uh, successful. Not successful enough for a remake, 
I guess later on the critics came out and kind of attacked it a little bit, and then the fans had their shot at attacking it a little bit, and some of that initial uh, desire backlashed, and they never actually made a second one. Well, I mean, you knew the critics were going to bash it because that's what they do. Right, right? they just hate these things. For any Freddy Jason movie, they just bash the hell out of it, but Mm -hmm. kind of surprised the fans hated it to the extent which they did. Like, not that it's a great movie or even a good movie by any means, but it's better than what we've come across before. Right. Like, it's better than some of the weird, like, dream child Freddy movies, and it's better than, like, Jason, Jason with a bag on his head. Not even making it to Manhattan. Yeah, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I came around on this film. The first time I watched it, I was like, man, we can't go out on this. This is offensively terrible. Second time I watched it, I was like, no, it's just schizophrenic. It's just that there's so much offensively bad crap in between all this really, really good crap. And now I've kind of come around. I've come around and I like it a little bit better now. I'm ready to talk about it a little bit more lightheartedly. <laughs> well, the worst part is at the very beginning, <clears throat> that voiceover montage. You mean setup. Jasmine's favorite part? It's like my favorite part, Arlo. It's funny because the voiceover montage is like my least favorite part of that part. Because, like, all the acting and the scenes are, like, really good. And then Robert is telling his story again. But, you know, they got to have that in there. Because they're, like, re-catching the fans up. It's like, last time with Freddy, you know. <laughs> the well, last few movies of Freddy. Just catch you up. So this is what's happening. I, I just well, thought to it someone, was... To someone that just finished watching every movie <laughs> in both series, that's not how it plays to me. Well, yeah, for you. It elicits, but, you know. it elicits a response like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it's because you've watched That's all these movies in a short period of time. <laughs> and well, you're like, I know, I get it. And I thought it was funny because like, in the Freddy movies, there's never really a montage at the beginning. The montage is always at the beginning of the Jason movies. Right. Right. So now you have Freddy doing his own little montage at the beginning. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. I don't like him talking to the camera all the no. time. The monologue is okay, I guess. I would have gone a different direction. But the actual talking directly to the viewer, I'm like, meh. Yeah. Freddy kind of does that a lot. I mean, he breaks the fourth wall kind of frequently. And he so. makes jokes to himself, but I feel like this one, he's like, just so you guys know, we had to cut 15 minutes out of this in the final edit, so I'm just going to have to tell you why these kids are doing this. He's pulling a Wes Craven. He's like, let me uh, tell you about this. Let me sit you down and explain what's about to happen right here. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. just do stuff to let me know what's about to happen. Yeah, we could have just walked into Robert Shea's office and got a little breakdown. Right. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We've already mentioned 20 years in the making. This was first proposition in 1987 around the uh, Jason Part 7 release. We know that already. 60 minutes were cut out of the final edit of this movie. Did you say 60 or 16? 6D. 6-0. It was, they cut an hour out of it. It was two and a half hours long, a little over two and a half hours long originally, and they just refused to release this behemoth movie. Mm. Do you have deleted scenes? I want to see that. Yes, a lot of deleted scenes and endless rewrites. You think maybe after 10 years of rewriting something to death and coming to no conclusions that you might just go, let's just put this to bed and just not do it and just do a different movie because obviously none of us can agree on anything. Here, they just pushed through rewrite after rewrite after rewrite. Jason dies. Freddy dies. They both die. Neither of them die. Jason Ritter's character becomes Jason. Jason Ritter's character becomes Freddy. Endless. There's, I think there's six or seven alter- alternate endings to this movie. Hmm. Uh, it's amazing that it was made at all. So, 
some of the incohesive parts or the parts where they just sort of like figure shit out magically in the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why. Because mm-hmm. they were like, okay, let's cut 15 minutes of this wood chase. Let's cut this dream. And here's what we're left with. Uh, Ronnie Yu, the director. Uh, Jasmine, he also did Bride of Chucky. Yeah. So a little bit of his feel in there. That kind of, that actually gives him more cred. <laughs> I know everyone else is like, Jesus Christ, Bride of Chucky. Who puts that on the resume? But for Jasmine and I, it's like, oh, it's a plus. That makes this movie a little bit better. Yeah. And last thing, Robert Englund's last time as Freddy Krueger. Oh. It is sad. It's very sad. You know, I feel like we've been through a lot together. Yeah. yeah. But it's, who cares? I care. No, I, I don't care. I say he. I say he deserves a round of applause simply from for holding on to the franchise the entire time. Okay, not gonna do that. Nobody else played him. It was always, always him from the him. original to the crossover. Farewell. Yeah. You know, no one gets that clean exit like he does. Mm-hmm. Except maybe Brad Dourif from Child's oh, Play. Oh yeah, yeah, he is and always will be Chucky. Yes. Some people, you know, are just irreplaceable can't change it it's true there are many horror legends that we should yeah who's the guy that plays leprechaun yeah Yeah. Warwick davis yeah there you go yep him and many other many other blessings Mm -hmm. that we've received over the years (laughs) nathan would you like to say anything nice okay moving on (laughs) now before we go to the walkthrough (laughs) we're not going to do this the traditional way that we've been doing in the past. I'm not going to pull you guys kicking and screaming through every little inch of this film. Oh, thank God. I have an abbreviated walkthrough that we're not going to stick to strictly. We can jump around because I also want to take this time to reflect on older Jason and Freddy movies, talk about which ones might be our favorite or least favorite, some great moments that these that this movie makes oh, us remember. Hallelujah, hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, I don't know how it goes. Introducing first to my right. With over 1,000 career kills, he's come back to life seven times. Hailing from Elm Street, the man with the killer right hand, the Springwood Slasher, Freddy Krueger. Now, ladies and gentlemen, to my left, his opponent, over 1,200 kills, 10 times resurrected, and he's got one mean machete. Ladies and gentlemen, from Camp Crystal Lake, introducing the Tower of Power, Jason Voorhees! Alright, it's already been a point of contention. The opening. We get a little bit of a monologue from Freddy explaining where he's been, how everybody has forgotten about him, he has no more power anymore, and he's going to use Jason as his errand boy to go out and murder some people and sort of bring his name back up into the uh, zeitgeist. Yeah, well, bring it back. Okay. So the last time we saw Jason, right, he was getting dragged down to hell? Yes, and, and he is in hell. No, he's at Crystal Lake already, like killing a skinny dipper. No, see, that's his dream. That's his dream. That's, that's Jason's what Jason dream. dreams about, you know. Bitches getting naked, jumping into lakes, and then him chasing them around. That's like all his dreams. <laughs> huh. Yeah, it has Jason's decomposed corpse like in the ground, wherever he was pulled in, uh, in the Jason Goes to Hell movie. 
And then Freddy is playing with Jason's mind and like right, becoming Jason's mom, Pamela, yeah. and all that stuff. Becoming like Jason's that, right? mom, who's not played by Pamela. what's her face? Yeah, not the original mother. Offended me a bunch at first. Now I don't really care. It's not the original Jason, so who cares? Yeah. yeah, and from what I hear, it seems like she was, you know, she'd take a look at how long the parts are that mm-hmm. they wanted to come back for, and then she says no based on that. Yeah. Because I, I think they've asked her to come back and do a couple of scenes in other movies, and she's like, mm, come back for two seconds and get my name smeared in another horror film? I don't think so. <laughs> so that's unfortunate. But yeah, he tricks him, and, and then he actually... This is the part that's weird, is that he causes Jason to will himself back to life. Don't you want to kill again? You like that, right? So all you got to do is wake up. Just wake up, Jason. Just wake up. And he does. But that's it. You have Freddy. So this is, this is the connection between Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X that we were missing. Right? Because we were wondering why he was just sitting in this facility in Jason X when he was in Hell. It was because Freddy resurrected him or caused him to resurrect himself. And then he went on a long killing spree. And then now, obviously, from Freddy versus Jason to Jason X, Jason's been abducted. And they've just been holding on to him, just trying to kill him. <laughs> so that's where we're at. Is that an okay opening? Is everyone okay with how everybody came back? Uh, I guess. I mean, so the authorities in Crystal Lake, like, just dragged him out of the lake and then put him in the facility? Is that the bridge between the two? Well, at the end of this movie, he walks out of the lake with Freddy's head. Right, yeah. So he must just stumble around and kill people until he gets picked up by the FBI? I don't know. Okay. Wouldn't Freddy's head be in the facility as well? Yeah, unless he, like, went and hit it somewhere with his mom's head in his little head collection. <laughs> and Remember that creepy house he's got when in the closet? Freddy died, right? There, We saw what Springwood looked like. Mm-hmm. But now Springwood's just a normal town again? Right. So this, I don't remember what year Freddy's Dead was supposed to have taken place in. but Like 2001. I would imagine, are they trying to get, they, I think this is happening before that. This is happening before Jason X and before Freddy's Dead. Like when it was supposed to happen. Right. <laughs> okay. This is retrofitting, which, why no one in the movie has any cell phones. Uh, okay. No. Because, sure. like, if you do the whole timeline, the cop says that we've had four years without Freddy. Mm-hmm. Right? But... So that must be after Dream Child, before Freddy's dead, after Jason goes to hell, before Jason X. That's where we're wedged in right there. Ugh. Yeah, when it's supposed to come out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Freddy's still kicking around, but he's been forgotten, and Jason's resurrecting himself. Uh, I'm actually okay with all of this. <laughs> sure. Let's just keep this train rolling. Yeah. Yep. Maybe. And I especially like the idea. It's What's always made the Freddy movie smarter to me is the ideas like this. Like, it's the kids thinking about him and knowing him all the time that's causing this danger to spread through people's dreams like a disease. So the only way is to truly quarantine these kids off and completely remove Freddy's mention from the town in which he lives and that's how you solve the Freddy problem, or at least keep him dormant. There's no need to like go and kill him and bother trying to kill this immortal demon yeah, thing. Just back. make everyone forget, weaken him, hide him away. That's good old fanish fantasy <clears throat> storytelling. Yeah, just a simple process, really, of taking all the children out of an entire town and 
having everyone kind of go crazy while so they, they yeah. avoid thinking and talking about <laughs> Freddy Krueger. And, and eventually, um, yeah, he'll lose power because no one will think or talk about him. Unless, of course, he lures people from other towns into the town and then makes up new rules about his power at the beginning of every movie. So let's just say it's bullshit and move on. <laughs> yep, brilliant cinema. Hey, triumphant return of Hypnosil, though. Oh, I was yeah. wondering where Can't the hell awake. that came from. Mm-hmm. I was wondering where the hell it's been. What's wrong with yeah. these people? They, like, forget about Hypnosil? Yeah. And there's still information on the internet, so it was somewhere. Also, they're not approved by the FDA after all these years. No. Hypnosil. Plus, they've been secretly abusing Hypnosil at this place, like yeah. just pumping the kids so full of it that they go into comas. <laughs> Better than dream about Freddy. That's true. <laughs> if I couldn't stop dreaming about Freddy, I won't be put in a coma. Well, what's better, being dead or being in a coma forever? Because yeah. it seems like being in a coma forever just wastes all the taxpayer dollars that could have gone to something else. See, it's like mm-hmm. euthanasia laws and stupid crap like that. We're just like, oh, I can't kill them. Just kill the damn kids. Just kill them. Yeah, just kill them. Or I let mean, Freddy kill them. Take them off that hypnosil, put them in a room, leave them there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Freddy always got to leave one left, though. Leave I mean... One. I feel kind of bad for the whole funeral business in Springwood because it was booming. <laughs> Shit was booming all the time. Kids oh, yeah. Getting dumped into mass graves and then four years with nothing. There's like some guy that went bankrupt because he was like getting there in the end. He's like, oh, this is booming. I'm going to get in. I'm going to invest yep. all my money in this. And then it all dropped and everyone stayed alive. And he was like. Ordered like pallets and pallets of yeah. gravestones. Right. And then nothing. And I also really like. Although I don't like a whole lot of the execution going on in this film, I really like the just general plot, which is that everyone's forgotten about Freddy. Freddy needs Jason to go and physically kill people to remind everyone that Freddy is a threat still. I I don't get that connection. Why wouldn't they just realize, oh yeah, the psychopath in Crystal Lake that's been all over the news that everybody should know all about? Right. It's him killing everybody. Right. But by sending Jason to... The specific house... Yeah, that's to, what did it. to Springwood, then everyone thinks that the killings are Freddy and not Jason, because yeah. that's your first go-to serial killer if you happen to live in Springwood. And yeah. so everyone well, starts he, talking about Jason, uh, Freddy. He's he's always had a thing for the whores that live in that house. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, little girls. That's another <laughs> thing I like is the in the in the, during the monologue. I don't like much of the monologue, but I like him being really sinister. You see yeah. a really sinister Robert England. I'm just saying, like him, like as a person. That's what I'm saying, like the scenes, not the talking, but like the actions, like yes. him showing his life before, him licking the pictures and like putting them in there and then being like, oh shit, they're here. And the actual, like the replay of them burning him and all that fun stuff. No, so, like, he came across as, in case you don't know who Freddy is, this is who I am and this is what I do. Yeah, that's and the point. I'm evil and do 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 do. Yes. And very, very. Oh, here comes Ken Kersinger. As Jason, great performance. Right? <laughs> That's kind of how it goes. I did like the whole Freddy like happiness thing at the beginning with the pictures. You know, just licking the back. And... Mm, he likes the little girls. Put him yeah. in his little girl book. <laughs> okay, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, terrible. but the monologue is so heavy-handed that it ruins most of that. That's the schizophrenic shit that I'm talking about. And uh, but also the fact that Jason becomes a monster that he can't control. Like these are really good classic storytelling tropes that are being brought into this ridiculous, ridiculous crossover <laughs> horror movie. It's smart. It's smart. 
a lot of the mess going on around not so smart i mean (laughs) there are some smart things happening just done really really poorly you know the execution in all this was somewhat awful but yeah i mean you do have to kind of give it credit just the whole underlying story pretty decent because then jason if like he does won't stop killing right and then he starts killing people that Frey doesn't want him to kill because those are Freddy's people to kill. She's mm-hmm. mine. And then that's how it becomes. It becomes Freddy using Jason, and then it turns into Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. Still, my problem with versus movies like this is that they're both eternal. Even when they bring Freddy into the real world where he's supposed to be all vulnerable, he's still eternal, and he's proven so in the past. So watching them fight each other is, is fun to watch them just beat the shit out of each other but it's pointless yeah 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 i thought the fight was awful i didn't care not not that the fight was awful but just that i had no uh investment in the outcome yeah 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 also i like that they both are like killing each other at the same time as they're dying they're like i'm hurt but i'm still gonna kill you a little more well well i mean that's like when when i say the fight i mean when they go toe-to-toe that part yeah that's what i mean is is the bad part the okay part is when Freddy's running around trying to get an upper hand on him because he's because he's larger. See, I like well, the physical fight on the dock, and they're like, Shoot. I'm saying like when, when he goes up top and he drops the stuff on him and the spikes go through Jason, like you can, um, I don't know. I, it's it's believable how he brings himself to that no. final showdown, you know? Because other, because otherwise, at first it looks like Ken Kersinger being a, such a skilled, um dramatic actor um <laughs> just looked like he was going to just take down freddie with with total ease so freddie had to be clever he had to start skirting the edges and um yeah he had to choose, use choose his spots choose his spots right well yeah. and the whole point in this is to make freddie the ultimate villain right because at the end when freddie dies you know everyone's thinking oh okay good you like everyone starts cheering for jason a little bit yeah. So the whole point's to make Freddy the ultimate bad guy. So I guess maybe this is New Line's way of saying, yeah, like our star died, but our star is the worst villain. Yeah. From what I read, there was some definite uh, New Line favoritism happening with the script and stuff. Like Freddy was getting more attention in the writing and things like that. But I think in the final edit, it all comes out relatively even, right? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, not really, because Jason walks out of a lake with Freddy's head. Yeah, so but then... Jason gets a lot more kills, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, but then Freddy winks, so he's not yeah. dead. <laughs> he's like, I'll just... Maybe he's on part B of his plan, which is, you know, convincing Jason that he's dead so that Jason will leave him alone finally, and then he can come back with another plan. Mm-hmm. Getting Jason out yeah, of I don't, I don't know how. I don't know how you make a Freddy versus Jason movie without giving... A lot of leeway to, you know, the plot, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't offend me that they designed it this way. They had to design it somehow, and it had to be supernatural because there's just no other way to do it. Right. Um, no, I think the the idea that this movie even exists <laughs> is 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 the part that's disturbing. Just because there's no there's no point to doing this movie other than you know hyping up. 
you know, it's like Alien versus Predator. Did, did this give birth to Alien versus Predator? Were they like, hey, they did Freddy versus Jason, let's do Alien versus Predator? That, I think that, there's there, there's a lot of verses going on in the comic book world, mm-hmm. and I think this is one of the first movies to come from that. And then they were like, oh, yeah. it can we can make these now. Yeah. So did they okay. do a comic of Freddy versus Jason before this? Yes, I think so. But I, I remember so. playing an Alien versus Predator huge arcade game when I was a kid. So maybe the idea has been around for longer than the movie. Actually, I think maybe it goes to the comics, right? Didn't wasn't there Alien versus Predator comics long before there was a movie? Yeah. So yeah. this is more of a ripoff of that. That makes more sense. Okay. <laughs> yep. And this movie is, is really sh- is just a big showcase for them to just kill a whole bunch of young kids, and we get into it right away. What do we think about the characters? Like, here's where I go. I like Laurie. Don't really like Kia or Gibbs, mm. which is that other chick mm-hmm. that gets raped at the rave. Yeah. She has a nice rack, though. She give it to me. Yep. Well, her stunt woman does. Well, she got a nice rack, too. I was thinking, like, y'all, like, oh, they don't look that big. But her tits look pretty goddamn big, even in the t shirt. Like, because she's super tiny and her bibs look real big. So, I see, that. <laughs> Lori had the largest tits of the group, right? I don't know. No nudity there. Mm mm. Yep. Mm. Or with Kia. Yeah, well, there's all. no way Destiny's Child was getting naked in this yeah. movie. No, no Kelly Rowland boobies? No. no, no. Not a shot. She started like singing Christian music, so yeah. probably. Not. Actually, I think she does Christian music again. But she'll be, she in, like a thing. She'll be in this hyper-violent film? Probably, it was probably right after that, I think. Right after that, in like 2000-something, after they broke up, she did this like religious album thing, and she was like, you know, Jesus and stuff. And so it's probably after this, she's like, I can't believe I did that terrible movie. I gotta make up for it. So after she watched herself on loop all day long crying of her, of Jason smashing her against a tree, <laughs> she's like, I have to change my life. <laughs> listening, to, listening to Beyonce records. What am I doing for money? <sighs> yep. But they're all at a big party at Lori's house. Uh, well, no, they're just hanging out at Lori's house. Oh, yeah. It's and not a big party. They're hanging out. Lori's sad because her boyfriend, what, last year or something, got taken away. Her mom died. No, it wasn't last year. It was four years ago. Oh, like, four. He, got, he got taken away when he was 14. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Four years ago, Lori's mom died. Her, her boyfriend at the time thought it was her father, and he got scooped up with a bunch of other kids around town and put into an asylum to help quarantine this Freddy problem. But she thinks that he just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Right. So now her friend Kia is trying to get her some ass. You need yeah. a laid. Mm-hmm. You need a man. Yeah. Anyway. And it was great when the camera pans over to Blake, who's the guy that they brought in for her. He's just like burping and like scratching his balls on the ca- on the chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, that's the man you need right yeah. there. She's like, can I scratch those for you? <laughs> and they, but the, the king of this coop is... Trey. Trey. Oh, Trey's a he dick. He is so awesome. He does not like to ask people twice for things. <laughs> he gets hyper-violent if he has to ask more than once, doesn't he? Yep. And he hates cigarettes. Hates, hates them. It. Even menthol. Yep. Can't stand <laughs> it on Can't stand it on Gibbs' breath. Can't stand it in her hair. He basically kicks her out of bed because she stinks after they fuck he doesn't like to get touched after he has sex. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That was funny. I see. <laughs> I'm gonna go take a shower. Good. But this this is a great first official death, right? Because when Jason's dreaming earlier at the beginning of the movie, it's a pretty cool scene when he just hoists that f- 
female camper into the he tree. Just flings her. Oh yeah. no no. Okay yeah, different part where he just like hoists her into the tree, just jams her in, and yeah. all the her face starts shape shifting into different kids that he's killed. Mm-hmm. That was a nice brutal scene, and then another nice brutal scene to open up this movie right here. Jason comes in and just. For all, it's like the scene made up for all the scenes we didn't get to see where people got stabbed through the torso into the bed. Mm-hmm. This one like made up for it because we just get to see Jason just st- just jam the machete in once, twice, three, four times. Goop keeps pouring out of the bottom of the bed, and then just takes the entire bed and just folds it in half and folds tray backwards <laughs> in half with yeah. it. Great. I love how Trey is like convulsing every time he gets stabbed, but he's still holding on that beer. Mm-hmm. Okay, he does. <laughs> that, yeah. that Budweiser, all right. He's like, uh, uh, uh. still got the beer. Yeah, and they. I gotta say, I really appreciated the um, the scene where Jason gets induced into a sleep state and enters into Freddy's world. Oh yes, yes, yes. Just the way that he that it happens, though, the way that Freddy takes over. Stomach and kid. possesses that kid's body and then oh with like the know, just, demon Alice in Wonderland caterpillar yeah takes those monstrous needles that are satisfying in their size because you'd after watching all these Jason movies those needles need to be that big for you to believe that <laughs> yeah. it's going to take him out you need like right? horse tranquilizer needles yes yeah. yes so when he jabs them both into like the sides of his neck you're like yeah and he just like pushes down on them and doesn't care he's sacrificing this lamb to do it, so it doesn't matter that he gets cut in half. Yep. And um, it just like he gets the job done and knocks him out, and it's like that's that's what it would take to take down Jason, especially Ken Kersinger Jason. That's good. <laughs> that seems that seems good. Okay, so wait, wait, let me ask this then. So you definitely like Ken Kersinger. Um, what do you think of the Jason makeup this time around? Uh, it was a little bit weird at first. I was kind of turned off at the beginning of the movie because it looked like he was. I don't know. There's something like awful. There's something small-headed with the wispy hair yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the small head, wispy hair thing. But I don't know. As it, as it went along, the, I realized that the only reason why I thought that is because I had seen it when it was isolated. And when you start to see how large and looming and ominous Jason is when he's next to his victims and to other people in general, um, it doesn't bother you in those scenes because of how ominous he is and his head doesn't seem small anymore and um, he's just frightening he's just very very frightening also i gotta say i feel like they did a bunch of upshots of of jason which is probably to make him look taller but also you weren't really looking at the top of his head and how the man you know kind of saw the hair on the side but your most shots are like the bottom of the hockey mask his face Mm -hmm. shadow in the background you know so they do that to make him look taller and also take the focus off the top of his head. Because I bet you they were stumped on that, too. What do we do? <laughs> yeah. Can't cover Didn't it they, up. There's also, a, there's also a fun trivia thing about this where um, he had to have some dental work done, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he went to a dentist, and they didn't have time to take him out of the Jason makeup and put him back in. So <laughs> they just sent him to the dentist in his Jason getup. And uh, the the dentist, the dental office almost called the police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought he was an escaped psychopath. Yep. Because you would think it was like a copycat killer, right? You'd yeah. just be like, oh shit, it finally happened. Someone snapped. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's you, Daniel, sitting sitting as a receptionist at a dental office like, oh, and here it is. I didn't think, okay. <laughs> I, I didn't think this would happen, but the day has come. The day has this come. This is how I go. Knew it was just a matter of time. 
I did, I, do I have time to put one last journal entry in? Let's just see. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, call oh. the cops. No, I've got to write this down and document. <laughs> no, I'm critiquing his performance as he's killing me. I'm like, not brutal enough. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. Like, if he punches you and, it, and his fist doesn't go, like, through your body, you're just writing it down. Like, nah, nah, yeah, not enough no. not enough force. <laughs> and PA is going to cut that. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Oh, yeah, we get a little, uh, we get to go over to the asylum and check out what's been happening to these quarantine kids all these years. Hypnosil. Hypnosil. They're just being pumped full of it. <laughs> and this is where uh, my favorite character in this movie not Will, not Jason Ritter, which is that's Jason. That's John Ritter's son, right? I have no idea. Are yes. you saying? Yes. Are you saying your favorite character is Mark? I like Mark. Really? <laughs> yes. He's so like intense all the time. Yes, I like Mark because he's a he's good horror actor. I don't know how he is outside of this film. He's got a good intense face, but he goes out early. So yes, and he's he's supposed to know everything, and he gets taken out. That's like you being in a horror movie and knowing all of the. Everything and then he being killed right away. That's yeah. what it's like. If if scream were to really happen, Daniel would be the first person dead, <laughs> <laughs> or the one killing everyone. <sighs> Way to leave that wide open. Yeah. <laughs> Mark's your favorite character. Well, that's that, that's that's how I bring this entire new podcast into its like legendary status. As I murder everyone on the podcast <laughs> during the podcast, post it, kill myself. All right, and um. Yeah, no, he's my favorite character because he's one of the best at being intense, at being scared, at being worried. He's not that dumb. And he even recognizes one of my favorite parts of this movie. He even recognizes, oh, they were quarantining us so that everyone would forget about Jason. I just went and blabbed it to the whole school. I just rebooted this plague. Fuck. (laughs) Let's just leave. (laughs) Uh It's also the smart plan. He wouldn't have lived if he would have done that. Yep. Fucking will. No, my favorite character was Jay. From like Jane Silent Bob, oh, the stoner, stoner kid, the stoner, yep. guy? stoner guy that gets the centipede in the mouth. Yeah, yep. Yeah. He's like, you know, like take a break. It's been like thirty minutes since I smoked some weed, man. <laughs> yeah, there's never more dedicated potheads than in horror films. Oh yeah, because you're in this intense plan to try and find some hypnosil and f- kill off these two legendary slasher killer scary monsters, and you gotta take a break to smoke a joint. You have to. I mean, it's not like you were just smoking at the place you just left. Or that you wouldn't even think about it because you'd be juiced on adrenaline and you wouldn't even consider it until two days later when you're like, oh, shit, I haven't smoked weed yet. Yeah. Well, that and, guy started trying to kill me. And he wasn't a part of the original circle of friends either. He was just like some guy who hopped in the van to escape the Jason Yeah, rave. the party. Yep. Right? Yeah, he, but, started, he started the other plague. If, if, if Mark starts the mental Freddy Remembrance plague, then Stoner, what's his face? Ferguson? Freeberg. Freeberg. Yeah. I just call him Jay. Yeah. What? He starts it with his rave party for yeah. Jason. He starts the Jason Blake. And if not him, then my favorite character is the uh, the little asthmatic kid that they assumed was a virgin, but apparently paid for it his first time. <laughs> yep. Very. I like call him McLovin. I'm like, McLovin, that's, that's good. We very, call him McLovin. very familiar with the hookers. Yep. McLovin, yeah. Also, are they in high school? College, high school, high, high school. school. Okay, I mean I know they're all thirty and they're supposed to be. Paying. I was wondering if they were like in high school or college because it's kind of weird the context. Like they're having this rave party, or dad just out of town, and like yeah. it's, it's a bunch of seniors having a rave party. Yeah. Mm. Okay, sure. 
Call the cops? What are you kidding? We were just at this big party in the middle of nowhere where a psychopath that was on fire came out of the brush and murdered tons of people. I'm not going to the cops. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's realistic. Sleep tight, Kia. We'll see you tomorrow. Because yeah. uh-huh. the, the cops are in on it. Because the cops have, have been... You know, there's a conspiracy surrounding their Freddy Krueger knowledge. They were. What a bunch of bullshit. The that whole part really was offensive. Like, I can't. Like, they skipped over some extra writing in there or something because they didn't want to pander to the police officers or the sheriff's office and let them do their tropey horror movie. We don't know what we're doing half an hour, right? I feel right. like that's always part of it, though. Like, them going, well, I guess it's because they already know, but like them going to like the police authority or some kind of authority and being like, this is what's happening, and then being like, "We don't believe you. You're crazy." Mm-hmm. And then, sure, it was a giant, amazingly well acted <laughs> beast that came out of the brush, and he was oh, he was on fire. Oh, sure, he was, and he murdered all these people. You know what? I think uh, I think we need to talk to your parents about the drugs. That yeah. Yep. Is but, this this is Wake Aid? <laughs> but when uh, what's his name, Joey, sets him on fire. Like, I thought that was a pretty good idea, you know? Like, he's talking about the Everclear and how it's kicking his ass. Like, some huge guy turns your best friend's head 180 degrees still on his shoulders. I don't know if I would have the wherewithal to throw the Everclear on him and then light him on fire. Yeah. I was say, where to get that torch? It was like a burning torch. It was like a, it was like a tiki torch. Like a tiki just, torch. It was like stuck in the ground right next yeah, to him. Yeah, a cornfield. But yes, rare case where a character does something maybe smarter than you would do. Yeah. Right? I think immediately I would turn into one of those like screaming girls just running in a field and like trope falling. Mm-hmm. Also, he's it's a lot smarter than his, his character kind of appeared to be. He's kind of drunk. He's being kind of dumb. And they're like talking shit to Jason, which was dumb. But quick on his feet, set him on fire, and then ran away. Almost, almost got away. Almost got away. Yeah. yeah. So, so let, let me let me set this scene because this entire scene is really fun. Uh, already a handful of people have died off of these high school friends. Uh, Stoner Jay and his fat buddy, who you were calling Joey, uh-huh. as a callback to Joey from part five of Jason. Yeah. And they decide to set up this big rave party. Everyone comes out there. Of course, Jason makes his presence out there as well. The funny part is that Gibbs has been walking around all sad sack about her dead boyfriend, ends up passing out in the mud, drunk, or on drugs, or both. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a little inner dream chase with Freddy Krueger and while she's being chased by Freddy Krueger in her dreams some random asshole from the <laughs> rave just found her laying there and decides to rape her yeah she's already passed out work's it, already done it's a rave what <laughs> else are you supposed to do it's a rave a rape date rape well, no, rape. date rape yep yeah. and that's that's hilarious and then that leads up to a, a really well done conceptual part which is Freddy Krueger getting completely pissed off when he goes to kill Gibbs and Jason kills her first Yep. And spews, like, fake dream blood all over his face. He's like, what's this, blood? <sighs> yep. And he's pissed. He does not like having his little girls taken away from him. And then you go, you cut right back out to the real world again, and Jason is stabbing through the rapist, through Gibbs, and then picks the rapist off and flings him off the pole, like, a hundred yards. <laughs> yeah. A so li- he did do a little body throwing. Once. Yeah. It happened once. A tad cartoonish. This happened before. It happened in part six. A guy gets flung over his shoulder with a pole. But that one was more like he went like eight feet, not right. 80 yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's unrealistic. The only realism that was in the Freddy franchise happened um, in number two in the best one. <laughs> oh, God. 
We're talking about Jason here. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Instead, <laughs> let's talk about how they have set Jason on fire and now... You guys mentioned this in the movie, actually. This isn't even my notes. I got this from you guys, which is that, what a great idea, because now everybody can see him. Right. It's like, hey, this huge towering inferno is running through a cornfield. Why not stay the fuck away from that? Yeah. Yeah. He's been I'll marked. i running then. Yeah. I think that everyone would be gone by the time he reached the circle. <laughs> kind of surprises me the body count at that rave is so high when yeah, there's a guy running around on fire. Just get the fuck out of there. Yeah, and it's really cool, too, when they first set him on fire because the guy's like, yeah, hey, you like that motherfucker? And he just slowly takes his flaming machete out of its flaming sheath? Sheath? Sure. Where did he get a sheath from? Did he keep it in his pants? I guess. Why is the machete on fire? Because he got... Not of Everclear. All of him is doused in Everclear. The machete on all fire didn't... I didn't really think that was... Just because they wanted it to be on fire, I don't think it was logical for it to be on fire. No, it was a little spectacular. But it gives you that sense and... of, we need to get the fuck away. I would like to point out that that's a long ways to walk being on fire. Yeah. And I'm not too sure that Kane Hodder could have pulled off (laughs) that scene the way that Ken Kersinger did. Kane Hodder would have done it better. He would have tossed all sorts of shit aside. He would have uprooted corn (laughs) stalks and just tossed it to the ground. Jonathan. He would have taken one corn stalk out of the ground and beat somebody with it. Jonathan. 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 He would have been better. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he would have grabbed somebody can, and held them we, to him just so they would burn with him. Gentlemen and ladies, we can go through all the what ifs that, that coulda, shoulda, woulda, you know. But really, in the end, it's quite evident that Ken Kersinger did a fantastic job while being on fire. And uh, I also want to add that after he came out of there, my whole anticipation of wasn't, you know, engagement in the scene. It was, how, how are they going to get him out Uh how are they going to get the fire doused, right? Right. Yes. Good thing at a rave, they did the responsible thing and had a whole bunch of water tanks. And kegs. They're kegs. It's beer. No, there was a sign next to all the oh, kegs. Oh, yeah, They right. said water and pointed. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> to let you Seriously? know that those weren't beer that. kegs. I missed that. Yeah. Now, why they had highly compressed water like that, I have no idea. Because if you have a bunch of water in a keg, it should just kind of sit there. But, yeah, that, that's why I thought it was beer, because he slashes one teen and slashes a keg open in the process, mm-hmm. and that's how the fire gets doused. Yeah, but there was like a cardboard whatever sign that someone made in art class, and yeah, it I said that. water and pointed at the kegs. Maybe like the MPA wanted that in. It's like, okay, we're letting you have a rave, but we're not having this be a keg party, too. This is such great water, man. I'm so fucked up. <laughs> yep and then there's a lot of killing that goes on in there now a lot of slashing around the internet claims that there's just so much slashing there's no way to count it you don't know but if we only count the deaths that it shows us on camera after this is all said and done and we go straight into the why are they dropping each other off and not going to the cops scene right um i have the body count for this film at 13 for the entire film up until that point up until that okay so after that party 13 total deaths but that's six so, of them being at that party but that's so high how could you count that <laughs> exactly <laughs> like it's pretty easy they don't cut away from much he he's like in the thick of it in one scene where he gets like four or five people at once where he's just like anywhere he swings <laughs> there's a body to connect with which mm-hmm. like which i like because the camera also does this slow sort of circling around him mm-hmm. it's well done once again ken cursing your Good job. Just wish they had let Kane Hodder like just do this one and then go out. 
It makes me sad. No, it's okay. Shush, shush, shush. It's okay. He's gone. He's gone. Heather Langenkamp. Heather Langenkamp. Heather Langenkamp. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Mark Patton. Mark Patton. Mark Patton. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, another character that we haven't mentioned yet, but who has been intermingled throughout all this. Uh, What's his real name? I think it's Lachlan Monroe or Lachman Murrow. The sheriff. Either way, we've seen him. He's the like juiced up bodybuilder guy at Night at the Roxbury. He's uh, mm-hmm. Deputy Scott in this film, the new cop that comes to town, doesn't understand oh. the whole Freddy quarantine. So okay. Is he in Scream or a Scary Movie? He might be in one of those. He's in one of them. I, can't, I don't know which one, but one of them. He popped he up. Might be in Scream. He popped up all over the place for a while there in the early 2000s. He was in a whole bunch of different comedy movies that small roles that I thought he did a good job in. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of left. For like a long, I haven't seen I, him in a long time. I didn't recognize the guy at all. I watched this with uh, Chelsea, and she is a uh, very avid fan of The Killing. I don't know if you guys have seen that show. Anyway, uh, she was pointing out left, right, and center. He's from The Killing. He's from The Killing. <laughs> oh, okay. So I looked into it a little bit closer, and the reason why all of these actors were popping up that were in The Killing is because The Killing was filmed in British Columbia in Vancouver, Canada and so was this So they just pulled some people off set That's what they do They, when they film a movie in Canada they bring the principal actors with them that they've hired from America and then they fill in the rest of the roles with Canadian actors from the local area So if you go even back to other shows like Stargate SG-1 and uh, the X-Files, you'll find all these older actors in this movie in those as well. That's cool. That's smart, too. <laughs> it's nice and cheap. Yep. I just thought it was an interesting connection. Being that Ken Kersinger is from Canada, it was filmed in Canada. Maybe a little bit of a homage to Canada there. We'll give the rule to Ken because, you know, we're we're filming on Canadian soil. It has, it has honor, you know? I like that. Mm. It might have just been easier for tax purposes. <sighs> Let's go from Lori's drama with her dad into their little secret meeting they have at the clubhouse that the deputy uh, shows up for. So we've got Lori finally figuring out that her ex-boyfriend, Will, claims that he saw her dad killing her mother. Mm -hmm. This is a shock to her. Yeah. They're talking about this in the driveway at her house. Her dad comes outside, pulls him out of the car. Drama, drama, drama. Starts choking him. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's more it's than a little bit of drama. It's like attempted murder. Yeah. Right. She runs back inside the house. He runs in the house. They have this surprisingly competently acted scene on the stairs where it's like, where the f- what happened? Tell me that you're not a fucking killer. And he can't really quite tell her that he's not a killer. Mm-hmm. So they freak out. And then she leaves and takes off. Now they've all gathered at this clubhouse to sort of figure out who the fuck is this giant guy with a machete killing everybody? Mm-hmm. Who is this Freddy guy in our dreams? Uh, Deputy Scott shows up because he's like, I can't do shit with the cops, so let me come help you guys out. Yeah. Well, I thought it was funny like how Deputy Scott got involved because he was the new guy from out of town, right? He has right. no idea who Freddy Krueger is, but he starts hearing about these murders and he's like, we should call the FBI because like there was this killer in Crystal Lake. His name's Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Haven't you heard about him? We have our own killers to deal with. No, but no, <laughs> this is serious shit. Like Jason Voorhees is here. I think we have a copycat. He yeah. actually says it. Yeah. And they're like, no, we are, we have yeah, we have yeah. bigger murders to worry about like around here already. We're like yeah, yeah, we know glove, bladed fingers. Like no, no, no. This guy has a machete. They're like, okay, we'll get to him next. Yeah, this yeah. guy has a machete <laughs> and has killed hundreds upon hundreds of teenagers. Yeah, we have our own guy that's killed like. 40 people. Yeah. One crazy psychopath at a time. Yeah. 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 
Get in line. Yep. We're going to deal with the homemade psychopath first. Then we're going to deal with the import. Yep. And in this scene, I think this is where every, this must everything be. Everything figures everything out. Yeah, this must be where most oh. of the big edits came from. Oh, God, y'all. Two killers? We're not safe awake or asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Kelly Rowland. Both realms, like being hunted on land and in sea. And mm-hmm. they do this magical, intuitive brainstorming session where just by simply looking at here's a killer and here's a killer, oh, in this supernatural realm that we just figured out existed at this moment, Mm -hmm. there must be this behind-the-scenes drama between the two of them, and Freddy has created this killer that now he can't stop, and now we have to use one of them against the other. Brilliant. Let's put this in action. (laughs) (laughs) Figured it all out. Took two minutes to do it. Fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. But within that terrible coming to conclusions, there's this hilarious little dream scene with Lori where they're trying to figure out that they need a virgin yeah. to maybe yeah. sacrifice. Yeah. And all of a sudden they start talking about fucking each other and how Lori's a stupid bitch and maybe they should she just use her. Virgin. They stand up and they have like belts and like bindings in their hands. Yeah, they're ready to take her down. Bitch up. He says let's tie the bitch up. So uh-huh. And she's just like what? What? That's hilarious. It was great. I like that scene. Yeah. And that's also where she she oh she gets kissed by her dad like Freddie pretends yeah. to be your dad <laughs> and then Lord. also she grabs him and realizes hey he can come with me out of this dream yeah yes. where she grabs Pulls his ear some ear can I just can I just say in general that the transition into dream sequences is actually very well done for a lot of these yes in- instances and it's almost like a throwback to when they actually put effort in yeah where it's like you know they, sure they transform. Dreaming. Yeah, they 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 trans yeah exactly like six feet under style where they where they transform, um, the acting of the other characters around them, and it's unrealistic and ridiculous what's going on. You're like, oh shit, she's in a dream, and they and they catch you. you yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. All other Freddy movies, except maybe the early stuff when they were actually screwing with psycho- psychology, which was the whole point of it, which happened in number two, Mark Patton, Jesse Walsh. Um, <laughs> honestly though like like they lost that psychological component where they're they should try to fuck with the audience and allow them to participate in the dream state or at least be tricked by the fact that they're in a dream state and there's not enough effort been put in for a long time and there's a couple of scenes especially the one where they're all at the table playing poker or whatever and she's on the couch and she falls asleep but you don't realize she's falling asleep until they come over and start saying irrational things to her and acting like weirdos did you say they were playing poker this is that ridiculous brainstorming session that we were just talking about Mm mm-hmm Oh, is that what they were doing? Yeah. 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 Make a plan. It was simply a deductive reasoning session. Well, you don't sit around a table like that unless you're going to play poker. All right? It's a gentleman thing. It's a man thing. smoke weed. They were smoking weed. It's like the sad 70s show. Mm Mm-hmm. Even the other guy was too. They passed it, but it's like that seventy show. Sit around the tables with the weed. Oh, Show okay. everyone's monologue. Yeah. Jonathan, how many times do I have to tell you, man? I don't do checkers. I'm an Uno guy. Right? <laughs> yeah. so Bring out the, the fucking, fucking Uno, Uno deck, cards. and we'll play. Okay. Yeah. I like most, that scene too. Most so aggressive Uno request I've ever seen. Yep. But he's polite about it. He's like restrained. He like wants to freak out on the guy, but he's like, just. Just get the fucking Uno, all right? Please. He does say please at the end of the yeah. like, Go get the fucking cards. Yeah. Please. Probably we the do last that. probably the last guy you want to freak out on it on the asylum is Chief from yeah, one no, of the cuckoos. He nest. was like that. He was giant and just quiet. Um 
But now the plan is, so they've they've also figured out that hypnosil is an, back is an integral part of everything. Yeah, because we didn't dream at the institute. How did that happen? Exactly. Well, everyone was on hypnosil. Yep. That's what that shit is. So now the Internet idea too. is to go down to the asylum, especially since Lori's dad has access, and now they have this cop helping them out, gather up as much hypnosil as they can, and just, I guess, pump everybody full of it? Is that what the idea is? like candy. P- pretty much. Like, I think the idea is to just... It's like it, just blindly vaccinating an entire population. Like, just right. get everyone to stop dreaming and weaken Freddy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Having Kane Hodder play Jason four times really established him as uh, Jason in, in a lot of the fans' eyes. I mean, he, he, that incorporated a lot of years. Uh, so people imprinted it on him, I think. And uh, they were very startled to find out that he was you know, being replaced. And uh, of course, Kane and I had worked together on number eight, and, uh, and I knew him. And, and when I went to interview for the job, it was for the coordinating job, the stunt coordinating job, and not the performing job. Uh, I just assumed that Kane would be coming up to do the show. Um, but as far as being afraid of it, I mean, you got to remember, I'm, I'm a stuntman. <laughs> so, so I'm used to doing stuff I'm, uh, you know, that's a little iffy. But uh, um, I think stepping into it, uh, I was a little leery because a lot of the feedback I, you know, that fans were putting out there was, was negative, I think, in the beginning. But then when the movie came out, uh, it became very, very positive. As a matter of fact, I... I, I really can't remember anybody ever saying anything to be negative about uh, about stepping in and, and, and doing the part. So it wa- they were big shoes, uh, but I'm a big guy. And uh, it, it worked out well. And, and uh, you know, uh, I think Kane has uh, come to terms with it. <laughs> and, we're, you know, we, I love seeing him at conventions. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's it maybe a one-time thing for me. I don't know. But it's been a great experience. Now, they get there. And here's more schizophrenic part. I like that Freddy embodies the stoner to do his bidding. I don't like that the entire Alice in Wonderland pipe smoking session that happens first. Yeah. Totally Almost tears pointless. me out completely. Yeah. Especially after so much going right, and then all of a sudden this weird computer graphics and like a literally a Freddy worm. Like yeah. that's the reason when I look up Freddy worm on the internet and I want the Freddy worm from part three. This stupid fucking thing keeps popping up. <laughs> and literally climbs down his throat, right? Like, yeah. literally well, possesses him. Well, there was that really good, creepy scene of all the kids in the hypnosil comas, like, sitting up and, like, whispering with, like, the patches over their eyes and all that stuff. Like, that was really well done and creepy. And then all of a sudden, the Freddy worm just jumps down Jay's throat. And it's like, uh, dude, in... How did you fuck this up that badly so quickly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And um, I was going to mention earlier, one of the little details that I noticed after one of these multiple viewings was that, you know, back in, when they're in the clubhouse and Lori's dreaming, she's getting kissed by her dad. Mm-hmm. Like when Freddie is playing as her dad, mm-hmm. like her dad's arms, maybe it's that scene or a different scene where Freddie's praying to be somewhere. I think it's that one. Uh, their arms are always bubbling. As if Freddy's like boiled skin underneath can like barely be contained. Hmm. Like very little detail, just sitting around the edge of the frame most of the time. And I was like, eh, could have easily not have done that. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. You. Um, it is nice to see a director finally put so much effort into it. Right. Um, now that Freddy has embodied Jay or Freeberg or the stoner guy, mm-hmm. 
however you prefer to refer to him as. He's Jay. Prefer to refer. <laughs> yeah. Prefer and, to prefer. Yep. And so he's. <laughs> <laughs> so he just starts pouring out all the hypnosil. Just get rid of it before he can pour it out the drains, blah, 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 blah. And in the meantime that he's pouring all the hypnosil out, he's also getting ready for his plan to take Jason down, which is, I have the word for it here. Immobatine. Immobatine. <laughs> for immobilizing, I suppose. Oh, of course. <laughs> Back in the day when, when you named the drug exactly what it did. Exactly. Yes. Yep. And stay, wake ups and headache be gone. Yeah. Wake aids <laughs> and stay awakes. And uh, fills up these giant, giant needles that Nathan was talking about earlier. And that's the plan. He even like stands out in the middle of the hallway mm-hmm. with his contorted, I've been possessed by Freddy face. You're like, come on, let's go, let's go. It's like, let me handle this, bitch. It, <laughs> yes. it seems like his character got fatter, too. It did a little bit, yeah. <sighs> that big Freddy well, worm. In <clears throat> well, amobatine is a actually commonly used. I don't know if you guys know, but it's a real thing. Well, amobatine's a real, a real thing? thing? Wow. Yep. Not used strictly to immobilize teens. Then. So just like hypnosil, <laughs> then. Is it approved by the FDA? <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I didn't think so. But you bit <laughs> would have pre- sinker. Would have preferred some Zeljans. Zeljans. <laughs> Zeljans. It's our favorite new prescription pill name that's going around the U.S. right now. Zeljans. What? Zeljans. I have no idea what that is. It's You're like making somebody, this up. No, it's like somebody figured out the hardest word to spell in Scrabble and then made a prescription pill out of it. Does it start with an X? Yes. Yeah. Seriously, I was making. X, the, I was too, making that up. No, it ends with a Z. Also has a J. Oh, yeah. Into the Z starts with X. So Zeljans. There's got to be a Q in there. It's for uh, something with rashy skin. Not sure. Moving on. Yeah. Great when he's in the hallway because all the characters run by him. They think that he's still their stoner buddy. They're like, come on, let's go, let's go. And he's like, I'm going to take care of this bitch. (laughs) And Jason Ritter's face is great when he says that, too. Because he's just like, what? He has that look on his face a lot. He does. Yep. What's happening? Jason Ritter was a reluctant second grab for the role in this film there was somebody above him i kind of forget now who it was that was they desperately wanted for the role something happened where he had another movie that he was doing or a tv show or something couldn't do it so they went back to jason ritter we're like okay we sold we told you no like three months ago but okay you're in so he's kind of like uh, working brad that. renfro brad renfro there you go remember him where has he been for 12 years i don't dead. remember him from anywhere is he dead yeah he, he od'd or something that makes sense. If only he had done Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. And just for the record, that was really ignorant. Yeah, where has he been for 12 years? <laughs> we just screw up your <laughs> Okay. Sorry to his family. Uh, yeah, he died, he died on January 15th, 2008 at the age of 25. Okay. He was only 25 then? So when he was in like Bully and doing those weird movies, he was barely in his... Damn. All right. So... Another one of the great deaths in this movie. They don't cut away. They give you the whole fucking shot. Once Freddy has stuck the two needles into Jason's neck, Jason gives cuts him completely in half. Mm-hmm. The way bodies drop when they do that. It's the best part. Like it cuts and then like the legs go this way, the body goes this way. Yep. It looked good. But see, another missed opportunity where Kane Hodder would have done a better job. You know, like if uh, Jay had been cut in half and Kane would have kept his top half torso and then flung it down to the ground. <laughs> yes, that would have been Kane's style, yeah. See? Yep. But even when they show the shot later of the kid's body just in the hallway, they have like his face jammed into one of the corners and his like arm all awkwardly bent. Like it's even undignifying after the fact. Yeah. I appreciate that. 
And then Jason just falls over. He's out. A Mobatine does work on eternal demon monsters. Well, not just on, not just for teens anymore. No, well, the, the dork asthmatic kid, remember, was gonna shoot him. Yeah, and he was he was about to shoot him, and Kelly Rowland and all these other people were like, whoa, this little nerdy kid who wets the bed all the time. He's and has, like and gets hookers and gets hookers. He's actually turning into a little bit of a badass. Yep, ready to get that fucking gun before he has the balls to pull the trigger. Timber, done, done. So now they can do the only logical thing, which is to bind him up, throw him in a van, and everybody take a nice two-day road trip to Crystal Lake, New Jersey. Oh, we missed where um, Scotty died. He's killed with the electrocution of Jason. It's a pretty good scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, there is a big... It, while all the hypnosil is being dumped out, there's a whole bunch of drama happening. Jason has showed up. Mm-hmm. A very good scene, yeah, that you mentioned where Jason gets his machete jammed in like the control panels there's some huge like server room computer star trek control panel in an asylum that i don't really understand yeah Mm -hmm. he gets his machete jammed in there starts getting electrified and becoming more powerful and becoming more powerful right (laughs) it's bigger as the electricity (laughs) and then the cop tries to walk past him and he just grabs the cop with his other arm right and throws his face down into the thing too so he like physically grabs him and throws him down so like oh he's fumbled into him he started getting shot he's like where the fuck do you think you're going yes when he <laughs> when he finishes electrocuting him and jams his face in the control panel for a second i was like kane right <laughs> but you know for such a retarded mongoloid that's kind of a smart move yeah exactly he's had a long time to come to understand how electricity works yeah it's, Very... happened, it's happened pretty frequently right yeah, <laughs> very familiar with it seems like every year he gets electrocuted somehow <laughs> yep now the long road trip to Crystal Lake. Because mm-hmm. that's literally what they're doing. They're in Springwood, Ohio. They're going to drive all the way to New Jersey. Also, they get some of that Amobatine, keep them asleep. They don't want them waking up on the ride and then yep. killing them. They got to keep jamming it into them every half an hour minutes. or so. Did I miss the scene where they actually like went to bind him up and put him in the van? Yeah. Because... Did, did it show that? Nah. Nah, they just jumped to know. it. It would have been okay. impossible. Come on, they're like little When I saw giant. the van in Jason's body, and I was like, what the fuck is he doing here? That seems like the worst idea possible. <laughs> <laughs> Get him out of the fucking van. It would have been a good scene to watch them like awkwardly try to tie him up because he's so huge, and then like yeah. them trying to carry him into the van because it was like the one dude, Ritter, and then dorky guy, right? And then two girls. Yeah. Yeah, probably not the best crew to hold Jason Voorhees down. Right. This is also where we have seen or learn about the coma room and how giving kids too much hypnosil puts them into a coma. Mm -hmm. All of which was approved by Lori's dad. Yep, and they're all being kept in this terrifying dark room with patches over their eyes. Another thing we should mention is that when Freddy has done using that stoner kid's body to immobilize Jason, they then go into a dream fight. Right? Because yeah. Jason goes right into a dream. Mm-hmm. Freddy's right there waiting for him. And that's when they have their first sort of, why are you guys even bothering to hurt each other? Like, yep. if, it, if you guys couldn't hurt each other physically, now two eternal demons are having a dream fight. Yeah. So nothing matters. It, it, seems like, it seems like the whole point of this fight is just so Freddy can actually express to Jason, dude. You've been killing all these kids that I wanted to kill and use to get stronger. I fucking hate you. It's it's time for you to go. Yep. You've- I love how in the beginning, Freddy does this little, oh, I'm weak. You're hurting me. He's like, haha, no, this is my world, bitch. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. So then, like, you're like, Jason has the upper hand. No, Freddy has the upper hand, right? Because he's doing it. And then, of course, there's like, he's got him pinned down. 
and he, but he can't move the thing. It gets stuck, and so he has to physically move it, and he falls. I think that's kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Freddie would never do that. He'd just find something else to hit it. Like, you know. Right, yeah. Well, Freddie ends up getting Jason impaled with his own machete to, like, a pipe, mm-hmm. and then he uses a bunch of these, like, square tiles to further shove the machete into him. Has, has Freddie really brought out the whole telekinesis before in the dream sequence? Yeah. Because... This is minor, subtly. Okay, but this is the first time he really goes fucking bonkers with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is Freddy's dead offensive. Uh, this part nearly makes me toss the whole movie away. Yeah. I can't stand the pinball side effects, like over-the-top supernatural, just like, it's just silly. Yeah, and the they, rest of this movie isn't silly. Yeah, when they turn Freddy into a cartoon, when the whole movie's supposed to be Freddy being, like, scarier. Yeah. Right? They even went so far as to make his teeth like monsterish right and they bring out his his demon look from part seven a couple of times yeah and now they just turn it into like when he takes control of spencer with the whole nintendo scene they keep bringing that back that's all i could think of during this thing was that spencer's death from freddy's dead terrible but it's another schizophrenic example even though i'm sitting there hating that part and hating the rest of the movie for having this part in it when it cuts to Freddy and he goes, oh, tilt. <laughs> I laughed because it's fucking Robert England and he makes shit great. I don't know how else to explain it. Yep. So, like, meanwhile, back at the Scooby Shack, <laughs> the kids are all in the van making a plan, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. They're in the van making a plan. Uh, another part. Okay, here, here, here. You guys will probably also are offended by this part. Um, maybe not Jasmine. <laughs> well, maybe even Jasmine. Um, there's a part where what they're having their dream fight. One of the pipes bursts in this industrial factory where they're fighting, pours all this water out, which makes this waterfall curtain between Jason and Freddy. And Jason goes to cut through it and then stops because he's afraid of water. <laughs> Fucking no, he's not. No, he's not. He's always in water. Like, always. Right. This would have been a great idea water. had you started it in 1980. It would have made sense then. There was a boy that drowned. Now he's afraid of water. It's the only thing this monster's afraid of. But that's not the case. He's never been afraid of water. He happily walks into it to get whoever is in his way. Yeah. So this is just stupid. He hangs out at lakes. It's a sting. You know, pretty sure that's all water. So (laughs) You can only assume that maybe Jason has stopped, not because the water is scaring him, but for some other reason, and Freddy has misinterpreted. But I don't... I'm not gonna. No, I'm not is, gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that to you guys. No, this no? is just where they fuck up the story mm-hmm. and try to create something that's not there and has never been there. Right. It's an idea that would have been cool 20 years ago, and they just couldn't let it go. That it never got used. Yeah. Yeah. And when what? Sorry. Go ahead. The fear of water. Is this a real thing? Yeah. So yeah, hydrophobia. Yeah. No. 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 I'm saying Jason's fear of water. When when was he afraid of water? Yeah, that's what we've been talking about for the past five minutes. He's never been afraid of water, so they can't use that. Yeah, I know. That's what you've been talking about. I'm just summating it by saying that's bullshit. Yeah. I'm putting in my two cents. No, good. I'm glad. Yes, it is most definitely he, bullshit. He swam all the way to Manhattan. He yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's not even one that's from that long ago. He's probably doing backstrokes and chilling. <laughs> And he also sat at the bottom of a lake for, like, what, 10 years? Just yeah. chilling? Just chilling. 
That's his home. That's where he lives. And I'm, Fear of water. Twice he lived down there. Face. And I'm under the impression that, okay, in order to be afraid of something, you're afraid of something because it can do you harm or kill you, right? Nothing can kill Jason, and I don't think that he's smart enough to actually be afraid of anything. Also, right. I think they could have done it a different way. Instead of it being him afraid of water, be more him afraid of drowning. So, like, have him in a pool of water, not just water pouring down. Like, oh, because water. because of the anxiety he feels over drowning for, like, ten years? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's when, he, when he got out of the water, he's just like, oh, God, I never want to go through That's that. That's what I mean. They, they, <laughs> they sh- somebody should have had this idea back in part one or part two, and this should have been a continuing theme in the Jason movies, that mm-hmm. he's afraid of water. But it mm-hmm. just hasn't been, so we just can't use this, even though it's great. I get it. Freddie Freddy Fire, Jason Water, Red versus Blue. But I get it. I get the themes and the mm-hmm. tones that they wanted to use. It just doesn't work. Right. Mm-hmm. And then exactly. Freddy does like that water cage cell yeah. around Jason. And Jason somehow just like reverts back into like some flat bub- blubbering retard baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yep. And I was a little offended by something that Jonathan said recently. And that's that he doesn't think that Jason is smart enough to be afraid of anything. And I would like to interject and say that the Ken Kersinger Jason, I think, is smart enough. <laughs> no, Jason as Kane a character. Kane Hodder's Jason, pretty stupid. Jason Pro- as, you're probably right, but. as a character, no matter who plays him, is this retarded mongoloid kid no, no, that no, no, dies no, no, at the no. bottom of a lake. No matter who plays him, I think it matters. You can, you can, <laughs> you can tell there's a, there's a degree of intelligence with the Kersinger portrayal. That shouldn't just, be there. Um, That's an example just, of Kersinger doing it wrong. No. <laughs> Wow. Okay. No. And there are only two things that stop Jason in his tracks. One is pretending to be his mother. The other is pretending to be him younger. Yep. Those are two things that Jason will stop and look at for a second. Like, what? Back to killing. Yeah. <laughs> Not water. What do we get here? He does pull out his mom's head. Oh, yeah. When Freddy starts tormenting him yeah. and, like, fucking with him. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, has to see, he wants to see what Jason's actually afraid of. And he puts his little blade finger on his temple. And then just pokes it through the skull down into his brain yeah. like a coconut cracking sound to it uh-huh. you know i like that part and then the jason tr- my special special boy do you know what your gift is no matter what they do to you you cannot die you can never die you've just been sleeping honey but now the time has come to wake up mommy is something she wants you to do i need you to go to elm street the children have been very bad on elm street Rise up, Jason. Your work isn't finished. Hear my voice and live again. Make them remember me, Jason. Make them remember what fear tastes like. <laughs> Just don't kill I the little girls. Don't think that she could have said that to someone who wasn't smart enough to understand what she was saying. Oh, I think so. See, I thought you were just nicely contributing to the show. Yeah. You're actually spitefully attacking Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's obvious that his intelligence level is uh, significantly higher than in past movies. Yes, Demon Boy will listen to his mama, even if she, even if he doesn't understand what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's just, just noises. He he did what she asked him to, didn't he? Could well, I guess I guess she heard him loud. And it's because his answer is always just kill. She just happened yeah. to ask the right question. Yeah. She could have asked anything, and he would have been like kill. All, all, all he heard, <laughs> all he heard was. Kill children. Kill children. Yeah. Elm Street. That's all he heard. The rest was garbled nothing. Yep. As he walks away, fear has a taste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Now, which one of you guys, uh, in this scenario, it would probably be Jasmine, is going to give Jason mouth to mouth? Terrible scene. That was awful. Terrible scene. You don't so give bad. mouth to mouth in that situation anyway. No. You don't want to die. I agree. Don't him. like it. Another part where I'm like, it's really cool that Jason is just laying there drowning. Like, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Seeping through the mask, the water coming out the little holes in the hockey mask. Yep. That was nice. Yep. And he's like constantly just <laughs> jerking around a little bit. All very nice. And then they have to ruin it with this silly, you put your mouth on him. No, you put, I have asthma. No, you put your mouth yeah. on yeah. him. I have asthma. Yeah. Terrible. Jesus. Yep. Although his mouth did look super fucking disgusting and creepy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. gurgly and just gross. Yep. So mm-hmm. it was definitely well, had that effect. Exceptional performances, right? I mean, we can, we can really <laughs> or makeup, but yeah, sink in, sink into that. Yes, that six foot five dummy they were using, full of water pipes, to make it look like it was drowning. It was did a great job. Yeah, a better actor than Ken Kersinger. <laughs> but this whole like Jason drowning thing is coming from Lori being in a dream where she's at the original Camp Crystal Lake, right? Yes, we have gone Inception. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so we've gone totally no, dream Inception. Master. I thought it was Dream Master as always. Yeah, same. Hil- you dream, Hil- we get in your dream, we dream together. Hilarious part of this is when she's walking around and she sees all the kids like fucking with Jason and like calling him freak show, freak show, freak show. She runs up to the camp counselors to like try to get them to help. <laughs> and they're fucking. They're like, fucking. They're fucking like the out in the open. 1957. 1957, yeah. fucking in front of all these little kids. It's like, can't you see I'm busy here? He's like, aren't you coming? Yep, <laughs> yep. And it's not my f- it's not my fault this bitch is dead on her feet. Yes. <laughs> yep. He waves yes. her dead arm around. Yeah. <laughs> He's so happy. I love that shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but then Jason, he's out there. He's been run off into the water by these kids. Here we're replaying. You know, we got Freddy getting burned fear. earlier, so it only makes sense that now we get to watch Jason get drowned. Yep. Mm-hmm. Except this time, Freddy's fully participating. Yes. And holding him under the water and laughing. All that's great. Yeah. Um, and then in the real world... Jason's drowning. They're trying to give him mouth to mouth. He wakes up and freaks everyone the fuck out. One guy's holding a gun and it just goes off because he's so scared. Yeah. yeah, it was the kid who didn't have the ball still to shoot Jason before. McLovin, yeah, yeah. Yep. And he shoots through the window, freaks the driver out. He careens the whole car off the road. They flip over. And Jason gets some air. Yeah, Jason's body it's, thrown. It's, it's like he threw himself. Yeah, he threw himself, exactly. <laughs> He just launches out of the back of the car. Everyone else is fine. Jason is gone. And, uh... And wasn't it, like... Could have been dream-oriented, maybe? Like, the the propulsion came from inside the dream? No, because he's being held underwater, and he, like, I think just... wakes up, sits up, and as soon as he does, he poofs out of the dream, turns into water bubbles. And also, I really like the scene where they're, like, in the van, and so, like, he pops up, he does the thing and they show the scene in the van where they're crashing yeah and so everything is like stationary and then it wobbles and moves and like jason is still in the same spot and everyone else is like flying around him (laughs) (laughs) they're like all these little kids are getting thrown around in this van and they're like rag dolls and he gets thrown out but they all stay in that makes no sense i know yeah he goes way out it's like a cartoonish launch out the back oh yeah they all should have fell out and for as bad as that van crash was it seems like there should have been one fatality, right? I was like, at least yeah. a little there, blood. Like, like none of the kids are hurt at no, all. No, a character with a broken arm or something. Someone's got a big like head wound. Nothing. Uh-huh. No, everyone's pretty okay. And then, uh, back in the dream world, Frey's underwater holding baby Jason down. 
Uh, baby Jason disappears because the he's woken up in the real world, right? Freddy's pissed again. Freddy is pissed. The Hell first yeah. person he sees when he's pissed is Lori's face staring at him from above the water. Because she was trying to save baby Jason. Exactly. And then very pretty, like beautiful almost, slow motion scene of Freddy just launching out of the water. There's red hues on everything. It's mm-hmm. little. You can see every little droplet spewing off him as he lands on the dock. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, Lori is still passed out because they gave her some drinks. And they're like, 15 minutes and wake me up. It's like, well, yeah, sure. Why'd they give her tranquilizers? She wants to wake up in 15 minutes. <laughs> right. So they have no idea where Jason is. So they just they take Lori's knocked out body and they just go find a cabin somewhere, right? They've crashed nearish Crystal Lake. Yeah. Yeah, but then uh, Kelly Rowland sees the sign. She's yeah. like, oh, look, we're really close. So that's what it was. They're right. there in the middle of the street. She's like, we're almost there. And they're like, all right, fine. Grab her. Let's go. Yep. And they walk there. Yeah, they walk into the cabin. Jason comes and hunts them down in the cabin. They're desperately, desperately trying to wake uh, Lori up because they're getting fucked with so hard from Jason. Yep. Jason starts setting shit on fire with his clumsy stumbling around, and it's actually Lori's sleeping hand being dragged through the fire that finally wakes her up. And she grabs Freddy from the dream, who is now turned into Demon Freddy from yeah. Part 7, mm-hmm. and... Pulls them on, you know. It's got to happen once every other movie or so. They got to pull them out of the dream world into the real world. I like that scene too because it was like the dream, not dream, and then like so it shows them there, and she's laying on the ground, and you know she woke up because you see the the fire on her hand and like her eyes open, so she's awake now, and they're right. both laying there, and it's just them. But then look behind them, what? They're in the real world. Jason's there. She pulled him through successfully. There was no actual pulling. It's just they were there, and then they were in the real world. And, right. and I thought Freddie did a really good job at that scene. Like, Robert England did a pretty good oh shit face. <laughs> yeah. Because he was so into, like, getting, uh, what's her face? Lori. Lori. Yeah, and, like, you know, bitch. carving into her chest and all this stuff and, yep. like, fucking with her and this is my world and all that shit. And what he realizes, he's in a burning cabin. He's just like, what? Huh? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> oh shit he sees Jason with his machete stuck in the table and he's like oh fucking these bitches always pulling me in the real world <laughs> this is gonna be awful yep. he puts up a good fight gotta talk to those nightmare demons about this terrible loophole <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to get rebirthed through my dead mother's vagina again uh, again poor Amanda Kruger it stinks in there but so now we've had the fight between them in the dream world, which didn't matter, and now we can have a slightly more matter, full mattering, slightly more matter, it matters more. <laughs> a fight that matters Meaningful. a little bit more. Meaningful. There you go. In the real world. Because now Freddy's vulnerable. Now damage being done to him is actually being done to him. Sort yeah. of. Sort of. Yeah. But a lot of slashing around. I will give credit to this. For all the who cares slashing and hitting each other that they do, all the blood spray and everything is pretty good. I, th- I think most of it is not computer. Didn't they use 300 gallons of fake blood for this movie? That I, was, I think they used that all in that opening shot of the movie where the girl's <laughs> in the bathroom and she steps in the Entry. puddle. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think that was all 300 gallons. 300 mm-hmm. gallons might be a little low. There's- and fake blood looks bad sometimes when it's not... When, it, when it's too sparse, it has to be used thick and generously. And, yeah. and it has to, to be... To look good. It has to be dark. I wish these movies would go with darker blood. When you right. get that see-through-ish mm-hmm. syrup. It's like black. Yeah. yeah. Like red-black. Yeah. Because as soon as the blood tip. comes out of your body, it is dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And they're dying. I mean, and you know what? I think that this fight scene here where, where you're saying the, the blood spray looks good and the fight itself looks very good is another... Uh, comment to the performance like it's just um 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think yeah, that Robert Kane England Hunter really carried this was yes, up he did. for a toe-to-toe match with Robert England. Like it, it had to be someone that could match Robert England and possibly actually exceed Robert England's intensity in a fight scene. But yeah, this but is just, this is just my thoughts. But when people look back, they go, oh, Robert England is Freddy Krueger and Kane Hodder is Jason. That's what people do when they look back. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. go, oh, Freddy, uh, Robert England and Ken Kersinger. They don't do that. Right. Unless they listen to our podcast <laughs> right. and find out the truth. That, that uh, like, Nathan opened my eyes. <laughs> or or if they just watch the credits, maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, Ken Kersinger, he did, he did a great job. I think Kane Hodder would have done an equally as good job, maybe even better. But also credit to Ronnie Yu, the director, because he has come from this sort of lineage. Like when he, he was making uh, all martial arts movies before this, he made Jet Li's Fearless. Mm-hmm. Like fight scenes are kind of his thing. Mm-hmm. So thank God for that. Because so It was pretty well choreographed because it, you're right. Freddy's in the real world. He's a real person. He's supposed to take damage. So he has to come up with other ways to not get completely smashed by Jason. Because he's a huge dude. Yep. He hits you one time, you're going to go down. He he flies a couple times. But like when they're fighting, there's a lot of like moving and going under arms. And like yes. actual like choreo- choreographed fight. Yeah, Jace, Jason's the big slow guy. Just swings a whole bunch. Yeah. Then Freddy's like the insect-like creature crawling yeah. all over him. It's all over yeah. the place. And, and, and you can tell the martial arts history because Freddy does a whole lot more like kicking yeah. and like yeah. knee, kneeing people and elbowing people and stuff. Like lots of like actual martial arts moves as opposed to like I'm a rapist and I just slash things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But all, all well done. And that crashing in through the windows, like just dragging him through the windows over and over. That was great. great. I love that. You can tell just how much more uh, just how much more powerful Jason is than Freddy in the real world because Anytime Jason gets his hands on Freddy, Freddy is flying like yeah. 300 yards. Like yeah. he is just pew, yeah, just gone. He gets punted all over this, all over this camp. Yeah, and the, and the worst Freddy can do is just like scratch the surface, basically. Yeah, yeah. Until towards the end, all that's all he does is just a whole lot of scratching, and then now he has to use a big like industrial equipment area to do any actual real damage to yeah. Jason. The whole torpedo thing I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I like mm-hmm. that. Yep. It was all right. I wanted him to like set them all off at once, though, like one quick swipe and they all fly. Yep, it's a couple so of couldn't avoid it. It's a couple of cool like side shots mm-hmm. where you see Jason kind of small, just walking, and the the canisters are going to the left of him and to the right of him. Yep, yeah. and he's not even really trying to dodge them. He's just like a monster just coming for you. Yep, yep. And a couple well, of canisters. It's, it's that ominous, you know, stalking. You know, <laughs> there's no fear. Yeah, very yep. very well done. And um, Jason doesn't know what fear tastes like. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. From from your perspective, he doesn't even understand what fear is. No, nope. so. <laughs> doesn't understand at all. What, what's he has nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing that can kill him. Nothing just that hurts mongolo- him. Just a mongoloid that has no feelings or emotions. That's right. Just pure killing machine. That's all he is. He's the Terminator. With till his mom gets angry. Yeah, a whole bunch of industrial fighting. I like all that stuff. It's all very, very brutal. Whenever that big swinging thing or whatever hits Jason when he's impaled the to the ground. What the hell is that? I was trying to write about that, but I have no idea what the hell that thing is. I don't know. It's some sort of like cement bell or something. Like, I have no idea. It's very, very heavy. And every time it hits Jason, man, it looks like it's doing crazy damage. Just like because his body just gets flung every time it hits him, and all this blood sprays out of his mask, maybe and off that's his chest. Maybe that's the scene where he needed to get dental work. <laughs> yeah, that would be great if he went in as that. Yeah, he would look crazy. But then, you know, then there's the part where Freddy like 
stumbles and falls off and gets his foot caught like it's yeah. some sort of fucking cartoon i was like man yeah. what the fuck yeah like yeah. Ev- like freddie is great until every now and then he gets like some three stooges in him yep yeah. and he just fucks stuff up he even like made the sounds because then he's like being swung around like when he's like whoa yep. whoa oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> and then he's like headed towards jason he's like oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Right, so I'm thinking like, oh man, they're doing a really good job with this. Oh, yeah. And then they get hit by that mine cart that comes down and hits them both off towards the dock. Yeah. Also very weird. And then, and then that's this is where the movie just gets like straight up Japanese style, just wet and ferocious. Like not not yet, not yet. We've got we've got Kelly Rowland just like making fun of Freddie <sighs> to her to his face and just right. like putting him down and just like. Saying he has a small dick because of the knives he has on his glove, but I forgot Jason, about Jason's that. got this huge machete, and then Freddy just kind of looks at her and is like, eh, like points behind like her, behind you. Yep, there he is, and he just smashes her into a tree. Yeah, like, the dumb person I, given the big arrogant speech, they're almost guaranteed to get it. But I was thinking that with this scene, Jason would just kind of let her go, you know, because like Jason is Jason is now focused on somebody else. I was happy they didn't do that. I was going to be pissed off if all of a sudden they're like, Jason grew a conscious and like they helped him and so he's not going to kill them. I was like, you better fucking kill them. Everybody <laughs> dies, okay? <laughs> I was like, if he doesn't kill them and tries to let them go because they helped him out, that's going to be fucking bullshit. They all deserve to die. Doesn't matter. Yep. They all do. I mean, I understand he wants to kill Freddy more because at this point he's fucking with him. And he's like, I don't like Freddy fucking with me, so I got to take care of that guy. But... He still wants to kill everyone else too. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad she died. She she annoyed her way through most <laughs> of this movie to me. Yeah, I could have done without her, to be honest. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, she's we forgot to talk about her. She ends up getting flung against a tree, like just ragdolled. Yeah. And and like before the whole big Jason Freddy fight, that's when the metal in the soundtrack like really turns up the volume. It's mm-hmm. just like Jason and Freddy fighting to some obnoxious metal, metal. soundtrack. Yep. Yeah, yeah. This this is the the wet. Like I call it wet because there's so much blood work happening here. All the slashing, all the cutting. There's the part where uh, it looks like Jason has Freddy down on the ground, and then Freddy cuts Jason's fingers off. Yes, yeah. and steals his machete from him. Right, yeah. smart move. Even Jason's like, oh, no one has ever done that before. Yeah. Except, <laughs> except for like in part four, he gets kind of chopped, like split be- through the hand between yeah. his fingers from uh, whatever the. Jarvis's older sister or whatever. Yeah. One, yeah. two, Freddy's coming for... Ah. <laughs> 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 That's all they do. They just keep stabbing each other. Yes. Yeah, so, it's so good, though, because after he cuts his fingers off, he gets the machete. Freddy gets the machete mm-hmm. and then just starts going to town on Jason. Jason falls on his stomach. choice. That's a good choice for a hand-to-hand combat scene between Freddy versus Jason to just... just Lodge gigantic weapons inside of each other's flesh. Yes. One yep. after the other after the other. Until you're just like, how the fuck is this going to end? Is there anything left? It must just be like yeah. Yeah. exposed bone and gashes everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I'm so sick and tired. That's the one thing that, looking back on this whole, both of these franchises, the rule changes. The constant rule changes made to adapt to what they chose to do instead of 
establishing those rules and sticking to them. And in this situation too, you're like, yeah, they could both live. Even in the midst of this where they're lodging their huge weapons inside of each other and the blood is spraying and there's a part of you that says, no fucking way either of them survived this fight. You know in the back of your mind, yep, they can survive. Like, <laughs> yeah, that they, could, they can cut each other up until there's nothing left. They could be in pieces on the ground and there could still be a sequel. And that's the part of it that makes it um, violate the acceptance or full-on embrace of the of the whole versus fight thing to begin with. Yes. I will say yeah. they give Freddy the more final death with the decapitation, though, because that's always really the ultimate way to kill someone is to cut their fucking head off. Well, right before the decapitation, too, you've got Jason popping up from the pier or the side of the pier and jamming Freddy's glove through Freddy's heart. Yep. Right? Like his whole arm that got torn off or something. Yep. I mean, which is what I was talking about earlier where Freddy is obviously the villain in this movie, right? It seems that way. Jason's sort of like not touted as the hero, but just sort of the neutral guy, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Jason, dumb. Jason, like killing. The, the, exactly. The, the like vessel. Jason, Jason is the use. indiscriminate killing machine. No mm-hmm. good, no bad, just killing, killing, killing. And Freddy's the manipulative, I'm going to work this to my favor character. Yes, you could say Freddy is more consciously evil. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jason probably doesn't even know what evil is. No. <laughs> Fucking retard. He can, get, he can get somewhere where he finally gets a brain, and he's like, oh, I've just been killing people this whole time. Man. I oh, my God. This is terrible. I should have just asked them to stop fucking. Like, it really bugs me. <laughs> oh, God. I should have been a motivational speaker or something. I feel terrible. Uh, I mean, could you not smoke weed around all these little tykes out, out at the campgrounds, please? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry with all the harpoons. Nobody tried to stop me. Well, sir, 250 people tried to stop you. Ah. Oh, I feel you terrible. You see him there. I just... <laughs> mm-hmm. And all this, well, they're doing all this fighting. It all kind of ends up like the their fighting gets tighter and tighter shot. Like it starts mm-hmm. off with these like big landscape fights where they're using industrial equipment. Then it gets to them being on the dock, sort of having a one-on-one. And then it gets to the point where it's just barely showing both their faces in the yeah. same shot. Because they're like connected. Yeah. <laughs> and they have this great part where it's just kind of like, the last amount of true damage they can do to each other where Jason punches his way into Freddy's torso. And in my head, I like to think that he's holding his spine, like he's grabbing it. Well, no, that was his hand with no fingers. Oh, damn it. So there's no grabbing it. So he's grazing his bloodied finger nubs against his spine. Yeah. And then Freddy has the machete, and as he's, like, going on his way out, like, barely has any strength left, he's jamming it into the only place that we know Jason is somewhat physically vulnerable which is his heart and just sliding it in there and they're just both locked to each other just yeah but i mean i guess i like that part very pretty the only way freddy could kill jason though is with that stupid dagger and if like maybe freddy was a Voorhees cousin right no freddy needs to take jason's heart and eat it and then be frayson yeah (laughs) (laughs) Jetty, Jetty, and then kill himself in the me? real world, but go back to the dream world where he can just rebirth himself, and then Jason will be gone, but Freddy can still just rebirth himself. Yes, while he's possessed, he goes back to Amanda Kruger, has birth, gives birth to twins. <laughs> oh. Please, please stop. <laughs> Why are I'm we serious. making movies? We need to be this making these movies. Shit 
is over for a reason. Because they got carried away. They fucked up the whole rules. I can't believe there's such a following for these movies. Like, they're just... Are you telling me after, what, 18 movies now, you didn't have any fun with this? I had fun in Jason X. That was the most fun I had. But you can see that the culture has formed up around these because it started as just being a shitty slasher that was an alternative and, to nothing else to do. Then they and became... I had res- and I had respect for the Nightmare on Elm Street after the second one because I did actually... I'm not even kidding around and being an asshole. I firmly believe they were going somewhere with the whole psychological connection. And that kid, Mark Patton, Jesse Walsh, did a great job of being so just upset and uh, and and fatigued and depleted and just you know having having no choice, almost like Freddy. That's what he did. He broke you down psychologically until he could take you over or something like that. They were on the verge of doing something cool and setting precedent for future movies and, and taking it in, in a different direction, but instead they went with the dream warriors and the dream child and the fucking stupid bullshit. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. Number two was definitely taking things in a more serious, I guess, uh, easier to write for direction. Hmm. And then they dropped that afterwards. Yep. But <laughs> Okay, now... Uh, sorry, sorry, I was overcome with opinion. Yeah, no, it's you're it's okay because we're gonna we're leading into some opinions now because this big fight we don't even need to say which way it ended because it seems like Jason wins but then Freddy winks at us so that we know he's still alive. There's no real way for them to kill each other anyway, so who really cares who wins, right? right. You just wanted to see a big brutal fight. We got that. Then Lori and her boyfriend start that stupid no reason explosion. Yeah, right? like they blow up this huge propane tank, but it just knocks Freddy and Jason. Into the water. Into the water. So they're on fire for two seconds, and then who cares? Yeah, if that. While they put their own lives at risk, right? And then that's mm-hmm. sort of how it sort of ends. Like, we don't learn anything about lawyer or boyfriend, and Jason walks out of the water with Freddy's head, and we're done. And nothing since. There's been nothing since. No Freddy movie since, other than the remake. Uh, no more continuing the franchise, I guess is what I mean. We've had a couple of reboots. They've both been mediocre in their popularity and no sequels to those remakes so yeah the, uh, it's like the things are dormant heaven can wait this is paradise just being here with you I hope that the wheel never lands on a Chucky movie <laughs> take that back <laughs> can't it's too late and it's true you take it back no watch Watch, daniel's gonna put like a special thing in the wheel where not only does it land on the chucky movie it lands on the chucky franchise and we have to go through the entire (laughs) chucky franchise no i want to guarantee that there's no franchises on the wheel oh no not not in their completion no 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 there's a well, that's what jonathan's suggesting he's suggesting you fuck me (laughs) (laughs) although there is like a 0.01% chance that the wheel could land on one of the remakes of Jason or Freddy. So beware of that. That's immediately I'm okay happen. with that. So it's more likely is to happen that it'll be like, you do the wheel and it's like Child's Play 1, and then the next week it's Child's Play 2. <laughs> it just keeps happening. That, that's, there's also a small chance of that happening, because there's, there's only a Child's Play tab. You know, so if it lands on Child's Play, it's whichever earliest one we haven't seen yet. <laughs> it just keeps landing on Child's Play, and we have to get through all of them. That would be intense. Oh, is that to protect us from watching Child's Play three before Child's Play one? Yes, 
Oh, you sly little bastard. Okay. <laughs> and I've also right. broken the wheel down into technically three different wheels that get spun one after the other to further avoid the chance of us franch the franchising. The wheels. Yes, with the wheel, bride of wheel, and seed of wheel. <laughs> okay, you're being a dick, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, just looking very far into the future. Until I go there with you. Heaven can wait. Nathan about you? hits women. <laughs> That's not true at all. I don't. What the fuck? Is going on? <laughs> Nathan versus Daniel. Heaven can wait. He's like, uh, uh, uh. Still got the beer.